as long as you have an open mind and you do like beer, or if you're not sure you like beer, to come give it a try. I, I always think that it's best to try something at least once. And if you don't like it, then you could say, oh, I've already tried it. But you won't know unless you try. And you just never know who you're going to meet. Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I talk with fascinating, talented, and inspiring guests who reflect on the adventures and challenges of aging and who are living their lives with vibrance and purpose. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist, writer, and fellow Zestful Ager. I want to invite you to my brand new free webinar, Zestful Aging, Here's How You Do It. You can sign up at NicoleChristina.com. And as always, I appreciate your feedback. Well, I have my Jack Russell Terrier Sparky right beside me and my coffee in my hand. So let's begin. In 2013, Gloria Rakowski noticed the lack of women at craft beer events in Syracuse, New York, and the idea was born to start a meetup for like-minded women. The first meeting had 14 women, and now the Syracuse women of craft beer have at least 100 members, and they meet monthly to learn about the local beer scene, get educated on making beer, and primarily to socialize. Welcome to the show, Gloria. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Great. Um, so you have always been a person who enjoys going to local beer events. Is that how this kind of started? Yes, I was actually back in 2011. I worked for a brewery. So that's kind of how I, I was in the beer scene itself. It was by working in the industry. And let's just back up even a little further. How did you find your way into the industry to begin with? Uh, I started by writing, by blogging in 2009. I had an interest in craft beer. And so I started a little blog, really just more for me to write and I called it the Hoppy Nomad. Mm -hmm. And so I started volunteering at local craft beer festivals in Syracuse and upstate New York. And then that's how I got interested into actually wanting to be in the beer industry and, and got a job with Great Lakes Brewing Company out of Cleveland, Ohio. I see. So yeah. I'm going to guess that uh, you did not go to college to do this. How did no. this? How did it start? Were you always somebody who enjoyed beer, or how? How? When did this first? When did the story begin? Well, I would say you know when I started to drink uh, beer and spirits, I leaned towards the beer. I wasn't really ever a, a cocktail gal. I mean, I would have my mixed drinks and everything, but I always lean towards the beer. Mm -hmm. Did your family enjoy beer as well? Or is that yes. just you? Oh, they did? Yes, they did. My father especially always enjoyed his uh, OV splits back in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm guessing that probably doesn't 
uh, measure up to some of the fine craft beers you're drinking. Um, it, it was an entree. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it that way into the world. Uh, did you grow up in Syracuse? Yes, I'm uh-huh. born and raised. I see. So you had this idea because you were already doing this for a job, finding yourself at events. You're looking around and there's a lot of guys. Yes. Did yes. you get, did they, did they make comments about, make any observations about, you know, what's a woman like you doing in a place like this? No, if anything, most men would say, you've got a really cool job. How can I, how can I work for a brewery? <laughs> That's what they say. I see. Um, and, you know, I, I'm sort of new to this, although I have been to some of the craft beer places in the area. But my understanding, can you explain a little bit the law changes that have enabled so many microbreweries to open recently? Um, Well, there have been some law changes in New York State to have breweries that are called farm breweries and basically have a certain amount of ingredients come from New York State. So that enabled a lot of people to start their breweries in New York State. So it's been growing. Mm. It really does seem like every time I turn around, there's another brewery that's opening. Uh Yes, definitely. It's not your imagination. It's, It's happening in New York and across the country. And is it more um, in New York State or is it sort of this is just the wave of uh, where we are now with microbreweries? This is a national phenomenon. This is definitely a national phenomenon Mm -hmm. where people are predicting there's going to be a bubble and it's going to burst. But I don't see that right now. It's still very much growing in the whole country, Mm -hmm. um, but especially in New York State. One of the things I saw on your um, blog uh, posts is is your real love for travel. Yes. And how do you combine your love for travel with your love and interest for craft beer? Well, sometimes I will select places that I know have a strong craft beer scene that I want to get to know. Uh, For instance, Montreal, and Mm. it's within driving distance. Mm -hmm. So that's usually how I will target a place or if I happen to be going to a work convention or just in some random small town I just want to check out the local beer scene no matter where I am or or the reason how I got there that's just something that some people find thrift shops or knitting shops (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so there's I'm gonna guess there's an app for craft beer uh, locations is that is there's, that true? Yes, there's lots of apps out there. The uh-huh. one that I use the most is called Untapped. Uh-huh. And you can find beers, you can find breweries, you can rate beers, you can let people know what you're drinking. Wow. So that's just one of the many apps that are out there. So tell me some stories about some of the places that you've gone and, and drank beer. Uh, I would have to say that... My, one of my first experiences as a beer connoisseur or becoming one was when I took a trip to Europe and I went to Finland. 
And I didn't know much about the beer scene there or, or that there even was one until I got there. And like I said, that's how I started writing about beer in 2009 was after my European trip in Finland. And I just noticed there was a strong craft beer, local craft beer scene there with lots of brewer, microbreweries and in unique venues like an old pharmacy that was converted into a brewery or an old uh, grammar school that was converted into a brewery as oh, well. Wow. So it was like going to these really unique places, not just regular buildings, but like historic buildings that were converted into breweries. So that was when I really got my first, you know, taste for, for the thrill of craft beer and wanting to know more and write about it. Mm -hmm. I saw something, I don't know if this is one that you visited or you know about, but I saw something when I was reading your work about a place that has dogs to adopt as well as craft beers. Oh, yes. Well, there, it's not just any one place. There are places that will do uh, adopt dog days, basically, where I used to work in in Miami, Florida, the brewery I worked at when I lived in Florida, basically once a month would have these dog events mm. and and the local chapter of you know dog rescue places would show that show up with adoptable uh -huh. dogs. So you could go and you could meet these dogs, you know, and you're having a beer and I witnessed a dog adoption right in front of me, and it was really lovely. It was so lovely. So, yeah. I know that at least in our area, Willow Rock has, you can bring dogs in on leashes, and, and I think 315 as well. Yes, most of the breweries do allow dogs in Syracuse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like Middle Ages and Eastwood. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what's the other one? WT in Baldwinsville mm -hmm. allows dogs. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the places are dog friendly. I see. And is that something that you enjoy? Are you a dog person? Yes, I have a dog. I have a Chihuahua mix. And, uh -huh. uh, and my husband and I take him to the breweries, you know, <laughs> wherever we go when we're traveling throughout the country and we're on the road. Um, we always make sure the breweries are dog friendly so that we can bring our dog. I see. Yeah. I see. It seems like, I don't know if this is my imagination, but it seems like a lot of people who enjoy this craft also enjoy dogs. Yes. Yeah. Huh. I don't know what the connection is. Right. Because I'm a dog owner myself, but... But there are many events uh, tailored to dogs at breweries. A um, lot of breweries across the country are brewer, are are pet friendly. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure. I'm not really not sure what the connection is there with dog lovers and beer lovers, but they happen to go hand in hand, mm -hmm. and, and I see it all the time. That's really that's really nice, and of course we have a great place here, Helping Hounds. Yes. 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 That's how I got my dog. <laughs> and as uh, uh, me as well. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, um, give me a little snapshot of what it looks like with your with your group, Syracuse Women of Craft Beer. You meet about once a month, and how does it go? You decide where you're going to go. 
Yeah, so basically the way uh, it's been done, the way I've been doing it um, is I pick a theme, uh, I choose a theme, in my, something that pops in my head or somebody may request a theme and then I'll find a brewery and I'll talk to the brewery and say, listen, can we have our next event here and I'd like to do beer and cheese pairings or beer and chocolate pairing or have the history of Syracuse brewing, New York State brewing, mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll have a local speaker come in. And that's pretty much how we do it. There's always some sort of educational component to mm -hmm. our events. It's not just a happy hour women's group where you're just drinking and socializing. You're mm -hmm. actually getting a brewery tour or you're sampling a food that would pair well with a certain style of beer. So that's pretty much how our how our, our events go on a monthly basis. And is there a typical member um, that that you see? No, actually, we get a wide range of women that come in, uh, any anywhere from twenties to sixties mm -hmm. uh, women in their sixties. We get uh, all professions uh, throughout. Um, yeah, no, there isn't any one specific kind of woman that that comes in. It's just a, it's a it's a unified bunch of women who are really interested in craft beer. They may know a lot, they may know nothing or a little, and mm -hmm. they want to learn more. And this is a group where they can find that. Do they want to make beer themselves? Some of them do want to make beer themselves. Some of them already do. Some of them are actually brewery owners or brewers. So, you know, we have a lot of experienced women in our group. Mm -hmm. And then we have women who also want to learn. So this is where the dialogue among the women as they're, you know, socializing after we're done with a tour or a, or a lecture series, you know, they'll get to know each other and I talk see. about these things yes i see so there's many levels um it's not just you're getting together to drink a beer there's a lot of levels here of learning of understanding of you know history of the chemistry the art all of this yes definitely it's fascinating do you find that there are more women brewers now is that is that also increasing i think so overall in the country uh, I I couldn't couldn't speak to the numbers or, or anything like that, mm -hmm. but being involved with the Syracuse Women of Craft Beer and having worked at at this point, I've worked at three different um, breweries. You know, I just firsthand have seen the increase of women working in breweries uh, as brewers or other positions in a brewery, from brand ambassadors to bar staff to management they're in all aspects of the beer industry mm -hmm. i see that's interesting i was just um looking i don't know if you're familiar with the albuquerque beer scene no. uh, but there is a, a very interesting um story with two women who own a brewery called bow and arrow and i think that they are if they're not the only ones, there's a very small number of Native American women uh, brewery owners, so they have their own notoriety. Hmm, I have not heard of them. 
uh-huh. at all, but that sounds like a, a interesting a good place. place for you. That that may be next on your list. <laughs> yeah, that might be next on my travel uh, itinerary. <laughs> I understand just because I'm taking a trip out there uh, that they uh, they have a very very nice. Uh, a bunch of IPAs, and it is definitely a brewery culture and a coffee culture. So that uh, kind of hits the, the big ones. Right. Um, so that's so interesting. Where Do you have an idea of where you'd like to see your group growing or, or, or developing? I see the group, and, and it's been around since January 2014. Um, I see the group really as something that's stable, something that I want to remain in Syracuse. I left for a few years to Florida and had another woman take over the group. And I was so thrilled that she did because I didn't want the group to go away just because I did. Mm -hmm. So my hope is that the group remains in the Syracuse, you know, beer scene regardless of my leadership or my involvement i want it to be something that's just it's just a part of the syracuse beer scene and it, and it really is uh breweries and people in in the industry know about the syracuse women of craft beer so um that's all i ever wanted and for women to continue to find a place that they can go to but it what it's not about numbers it's not about um, you know, get, gaining notoriety. It's really just about being in the community and staying in the community. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if they're men. I mean, this sounds like a really wonderful group. Are there men who are uh, trying to join you? Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten some requests. Can men join? Are men allowed? And, um, you know, I... I thank the men for their interest, but I tell them, you know, I'm sorry, this is a, a women's group. And, mm -hmm. and there are times where we do allow men, um, particularly, particularly uh, when we do our anniversary party, um, every, everybody is allowed, the whole public is allowed. You and know? Where, where is that? Uh, we've had it at different venues. For our first and second year anniversary, we had them at the Syracuse Polish Home. Mm -hmm. with really good turnouts. And then the third and fourth anniversary, we had our uh, parties at the uh, Erie Canal Museum. Nice. Which was spectacular. We had a local oh. bluegrass band playing, oh. and we had about 70 people come and show up, and we had different breweries represent themselves and donate beer. Wonderful. Um, yeah, and we just celebrated our fifth year anniversary, and we celebrated it at Buried Acorn mm -hmm. Brewing Company, and there were men there. We allowed the men to partake <laughs> with us. Mm -hmm. So so we, we include them once in a while. Once in a while, just so they can see what they're missing. Exactly. <laughs> Are you feel, Do you feel comfortable talking about what your favorite beer and maybe your favorite local brewery? Uh, oh, wow. Well, there's so many beer styles out there. I would honestly have to say that it really does depend on my mood, mm -hmm. what I'm in the mood for. Um, I would say I, I always love IPAs, but there are times like months where I don't feel like having one where I'd rather have something more malty. Mm -hmm. um, I'd rather have a Vienna lager, let's say. 
um, or, or a stout. So I would have to say that I don't have one particular style that I, that I like. It really does just depend on my mood uh, mm -hmm. at that particular time. Um, in terms of breweries, I would have to say I would have to say that um, Middle Ages, who has been around for a very long time, is one of my favorite favorite breweries mm -hmm. in Syracuse, mm -hmm. and one of the newest ones, actually, Buried Acorn, has become a quick favorite of mine as well. So you've mm -hmm. got like one of the oldest ones in Syracuse ah. and one of the newest ones. And then and you can go across to the mall and get some shoes or something. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I mean, I love all the breweries. I support all of the breweries in the mm -hmm. Syracuse and Central New, New York area. Mm -hmm. They all have, they'll bring something to the table. You know, as somebody who's not a big beer drinker, but I do try to do my wifely uh, duty and I often bring my knitting, which may be a little odd, but um, f for people like me who are not big drinkers, I'm more of a taster and a sipper, um, I, I always wish that there was a little, like, you know, nice hot chocolate or a little nice, you know, piece of brownie or something that could be offered, but... Um, my experience is that the licenses that folks have limit um, what they can offer for food. Is that is that correct? Um, it I think it depends on the brewery, honestly, whether or not they have uh, a license to serve food. Um, there's a new there's a new brewery out in Pompey called Heritage Hill, mm -hmm. and they are a full-service restaurant. Um, mm -hmm. The Empire Brewery has a farm yes. brewery in Casanova. That's a great one. Yeah, yep. and mm -hmm. they have, you know, it's a restaurant as well as their downtown location. A mm -hmm. um, lot of the other breweries have food trucks, so you can get food from the food truck outside and bring it into the brewery and a lot of the breweries that don't serve any food are more than happy to let customers bring in their own food or mm -hmm. order pizza and bring it in. Bring it in. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know um, in Willow Rock, you can go to Dancers and people bring bring food and they have nice yes. little uh, picnics. And yes. <laughs> that's, not, that's really lovely. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, you know, we're talking to women who are sort of middle-aged and, and over and sort of looking for something now to do with their time. Often they've launched their children, you know, and they may or may not be kind of winding down on their career. Depends how, you know, how old they are. And um, many of them are a little puzzled about, okay, how do I meet new friends? How do I, you know, what's my next step here? I'm not, my old life isn't really fitting anymore, but my new life isn't really created. Um, is this something that you would suggest that they would just come and, and, and sort of say hello and, and see if this is a good fit for them? Absolutely. I think coming to one of our events doesn't mean you have to be a hardcore beer drinker. Uh, I think the first motivation is really to meet other women uh, mm -hmm. in locally. Um, some people make best friends. But some people are, hang out outside of the group. Uh, and it's because of the group that, that they've met. 
So I would say for anybody who is looking to do something new outside of the box and, you know, maybe kind of get out of your comfort zone a little mm-hmm. bit, um, but know that you'll be entering a very welcoming space, then I would, I would definitely say that, you know, women of a certain, at a certain stage of their lives would definitely um, enjoy one of our events. Mm-hmm. Sounds, definitely. It sounds very comfortable. It is. You know, I can imagine that, you know, you're not going around and having to introduce yourselves and talk about why you've joined and your history and your strengths and weaknesses. It's <laughs> no. not a job interview. No, it's nothing like that. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing I, like that. No, I always make sure I bring Hello, My Name is stickers. Uh-huh. So that way we wear them. And it's easier to talk to to the other women because you don't have to struggle to remember their name. Oh, that's very nice. It's already on their, you know, Mm -hmm. on themselves. So I always make sure that we have name tags. Is there any uh, any, um, system in place for designated drivers? Uh, No, there there is not. The, The good thing about our our events is that they're only about two hours long Mm -hmm. and I always make sure that there is food included Mm -hmm. Um, and women usually know to pace it and that it's not you know a drink a a night out drinking Uh so the amount that that we drink is really not a lot uh, when it's all said and done because you're doing a brewery tour or you've got somebody speaking to you about you know, as I said, the history of New York State brewing. Mm-hmm. So you're engaged, but you're not necessarily just drinking, drinking, drinking. Right. You're not playing beer pong. No, never. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. all that's right. a, that's another group. <laughs> that's a, yeah, right, right. We don't we don't uh, crisscross with that group. No. Do you have anything uh, you'd like to add or share, Gloria, um, before we say goodbye in terms of women feeling like they really want to join, but they're nervous and you know they don't really know what to expect? And anything you'd like to add? I would just like to say that you know if as long as you have an open mind. Mm-hmm. and you do like beer, or if you're not sure you like beer, to come give it a try. I, I always think that it's best to try something at least once. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, then you could say, oh, I've already tried it. Mm-hmm. But you won't know unless you try. And you just never know who you're going to meet. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Where can people find Syracuse Women of Craft Beer, learn more about you, and, and sign up? Sure. We are on Facebook. We have a Facebook page called mm-hmm. the Syracuse Women of Craft Beer. Mm-hmm. And we are also on meetup.com. Okay. So you can just type in Syracuse Women of Craft Beer on meetup. Okay. And um, we're always posting. So it's very easy to find us and communicate with us on, uh, on both platforms. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. I think um, at least the people who we're speaking to in central New York will be interested in finding out more. Some of our folks in other continents may may not have that opportunity, but I'm hoping it gives them the idea maybe to make their own meetup. Yeah. I mean, I started it from an idea in my head, Uh and you can create one too. And if not, there are other women groups, there are other women 
faith-based groups out there like Girls Pint Out mm. that are throughout the country um, and internationally, I believe. So, you know, it doesn't hurt to look in wherever you live to look for, you know, just Google women and craft beer mm -hmm. in, in your area and you can find something. If not, then start a meetup. Mm -hmm. That's a great idea. I, I'll often talk to my clients about, you know, joining something. And, you know, it's harder maybe at this age to make new friends. Um, and uh, but this is this seems like a, a good way to do it, not too intimidating. And, you know, you're listening, you're learning. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, that's fine. It's not a huge investment. Exactly. I, I totally agree with that. It's not a huge investment at all. Um, at the very least, you could say that you went and you met some people. Um, mm -hmm. But I've made I've made so many friends that I would have never met that live right here in Syracuse. And mm -hmm. I'm really happy that because of that. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for spending time with me today, Gloria, and talking about Syracuse Women of Craft Beer. It's something I knew very little about, and I'm really delighted to know that it exists, and this will all be put on the program notes so people will be able to find you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very pleased uh, to have spoken with you, definitely. Great. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at nicolechristina.com. And please consider becoming a patron of the show. You will get access to exclusive bonuses and you will be part of the Zestful Aging community. Keep us going strong. Go to patreon.com slash zestful aging. See you next time for another episode of Zestful Aging.